Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tegan Rick from the Kentucky Baseball Podcast. We have we're just riddled with awesome guests today, Rick. This has been. Um, I mean, there's like 600 people here. Yeah, so there's we, like we 600 could, people here. Know, we can find anybody. <laughs> this is pretty cool. But our next one, man, I've been jacked up about this. Um, a friend of ours, obviously yeah. Zeb Bernard of Guardian Baseball, set this up for us, and I'm I'm extremely excited to have Mr. Brandon Geyer on. Brandon, what's up, man? Oh, man, just enjoying being here. Pleasure meeting you guys. Yeah. Glad to jump on. Thanks for being here, dude. So so let's first, let's start with what your affiliation is with Guardian Baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, a couple months ago, uh, Matt, one of the co- other co-founders, uh, flew into D.C. and talked to me about it and um, basically brought me on to do like product design. They're, they're trying to do like a private label line. Right. Yep. Uh, so helping with that, like. Uh, I don't know if people can see. I'm wearing like th- this wristband yep. right here. Yeah, there's a camera right there. Oh, they can okay. see it. Yeah, okay. so like during my career, this was huge. It was uh, like a, a focal point for me, a, uh-huh. a mantra or a power statement, whatever you want to call it. Uh, right. So like in the World Series in 2016, uh, quick story, like, you know, at Wrigley Field, I had to go pin, uh, I went in for defense late in the game. I wasn't starting. I got out there. And, you know, I, I've been doing all this stuff my entire career. I was freaking nervous. Like, I'll guarantee that, it, that, man. That, World that Series, at, right? Yeah, that atmosphere and stuff. But it's like, how okay, cool. how do I calm myself down mm-hmm. and to stay and to get into the present moment? Right. And what I would do every time with this wristband, touch it, it remind me to take that deep breath. So that's way of me getting into it with Guardian. We're doing wristbands like that with mantras, ones like breathe, trust, compete. Okay. Uh, we're doing uh, shirts, stuff like that. Um, so just helping out with the private label line and product design. So that's pretty much what I'm doing with them. Well, and then also kind of what I've seen a lot of, Brandon, is you requesting certain gear, saying, hey, this is, uh, I forget what it was. An email went out about a certain bat company. They're like, hey, look, these guys are making really good stuff. So it's, 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 things that people can trust because it's coming from a guy that's done it at the highest levels, right. which is smart and Guardian's aspect, but also really cool of you to kind of get involved and, and, and help this world. Yeah, no, it's, it's something uh, new for me, honestly, um, but it, it's been awesome. And, you know, I think you were talking about the Stinger Bat. Um, yeah, really there you cool. go. Yeah. Um, and then this is the first time seeing their facility. Um, so going through today and mm-hmm. seeing how the whole operation works and, you know, exactly what they got going on, the people behind the scenes. Yep. Uh, it's really cool to be a part of, honestly. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your playing career. So give us uh, a background of kind of college through professional for us. Yeah, so college, uh, well, first off, to get to college, it was a grind. Uh, okay. First three years in high, at Herndon High School in Northern Virginia, very average baseball player. I think as a junior, I hit 270. Um, really, I was just limiting myself. I, I had some physical tools, but no mindset. Um, so going into senior year, started to really work on it. Read a book called Heads Up Baseball by Ken Revisa. Yeah. Um, went into the mindset a lot more. Long story short, almost could have picked where I wanted to go to college. I went okay. off senior year, finally put the two together, went to the University of Virginia, um, definitely had my ups and downs there, um, and then got drafted from there to the Cubs. With the Cubs for a couple years, got traded to the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, made my debut with them in 2011. Okay. And um, actually went good, hit a home run my very first big league at bat. I mean, how cool but, is but that? But then, right? um, you know, it's all downhill <laughs> it's from there. It's a good start, yeah. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> I mean, I first. I out my next two at bats and sent down the next day. Oh. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your first, <laughs> okay, so you on. one for three with a home run. <laughs> yeah. And got sent, and got sent Maybe down. Maybe if I went with two strikeouts, then. Wow. Stayed, you know? No, but, um, yeah, so that's how, but that's life. But that's, Finally, hey, the big leagues, right? Up and down, up and down. So for a couple years like that was with the Rays for um, about four years on and off, and then uh, traded the trade deadline in 2016 to the Cleveland Indians. 
and um, you know had the World Series run and a great great time there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a quick snapshot of my so so home run first big show at back right unbelievable you had to been jacked up and then strikeout strikeout what, what then sent down what was it were you only there because of an injury or what what was the deal there yeah so not I, i'm almost positive that so bj upton was getting sus- suspended he did i don't know what exactly he did with the umpire or something but i got caught up um and then because of what happened in that game they needed a bullpen guy the next day and and when you have options in the minor leagues that's the life you yeah know, if they need another arm right okay an extra outfielder right at the time you might get sent down right you know, until you're out of options they don't do that as much got um, it so that's cr- that's pretty much how that came about oh yeah. man they, they, they called up a bullpen guy the next day i went down to durham what was your mindset at that point um Man, I, I was just so on cloud nine just to have made the big leagues. And then, you know, I, I grew up in the north of Virginia area, went to Camden Yards. So I had so much fan, so many family and friends there at the game. So it's like I couldn't have writ, you know, writ, written any better. Right. Um, except for um, my wife was a sportscaster for Fox in D.C. Okay. And she had a six o'clock show. And she actually couldn't even make it, so she didn't even get to see my debut. We've always uh, talked about it for years. She's sitting in the parking lot because she's stuck in D.C. traffic. Wow. Um, so she missed the debut, but no, I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. Man, yeah. such a cool thing. I imagine. Yeah. I, so uh, um, I'm looking on, you know, I, we just researched you real quick in uh, Wikipedia. So she got a nickname called La Pinata. Yeah, got what's that about? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Are you like leaning into these pitches or what's going on there? I think I'm still healing. Some of still got some bruises two years later. Um, no, so what it was is, you know, I, I think my whole career, my whole life, I've, for what I, you know, I'm kind of wired that way. And then as I got older, it kind of trained it in a way, but um, just never really moved. And, <laughs> you and stay there. Yeah. Okay. And, and then. In the big leagues, a platoon hitter. As a, so, I'm facing a lot of lefties as a right-handed hitter, and um, a lot of lefties like to pitch me in. You know, no matter you know, especially a lot of people have cutters nowadays. So a lot of them are throwing me in. Um, I didn't necessarily stand on the plate. I was normal distance, but I, you know, as my career went on, I would um, kind of close myself off with the stride, not like purposely. So then that front foot would get close to that or on the chalk. Okay. So if they pitch me in and they the miss leg. a little bit. It's hitting me. So then it worked to my man- advantage because, like, if they didn't want to hit me, then they got to throw it. Outside, they got to be yeah. Yeah, outside, yeah. and or then I right can get the stand, yeah. extended. Yeah. Um, but, hey, man, if I'm getting if I'm 0-2 to Chris Sale and I get hit, I'll take yeah. it. Heck, yeah, <laughs> um, man. I'll take that bag. Yeah, it was honestly, though, never something I ever did on purpose. Yeah. It just it was one of those weird things um, that came about. You just <laughs> got hit a lot. Got so what lot. was the best pitcher you ever faced as a batter? Ooh. Um... I think the toughest was Dylan Batances. Okay. For whatever reason, like, I always knew he was – and I didn't face him a lot. Like, I, for the most part, I was a platoon hitter. Right. I faced a lot of lefties. Right. Um, but, you know, the times I did face him, have a good amount of bats against him. I always know that curveball's coming. But for whatever reason, I always would – it, it would always get me. I don't know yeah. what it was. Um, so him and um, Josh Hader stands out. Just, just super – just tough. I think I had the worst overall stats against lefties against CC Sabathia mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I think when I first got called up in my career, he was like the old CC throwing ninety five mm-hmm. plus, um, and then I, it's like every at bat I would always just roll over to Jeter or the shortstop. Mm-hmm. Every at bat I could change my approach, change my visualization before the game. I still freaking roll over every time against <laughs> right. CC. Yeah. So 
long way of me saying I think those two guys stand Okay, up. so best player you've ever played either against or with? Ooh. Um, Lindor, Jose Ramirez stand out. Best defender, Kevin Kiermeyer. Mm. Uh, he was amazing, although it annoyed me at time because I'm playing left or right field mm-hmm. and I'm under a ball and he comes out of center. <laughs> right. just said, that's fine. I'll kind of get your uh, UZR or whatever that yeah. rating is. Uh huh. Um, those two guys stand out. Oh, man. So many. Michael Brantley. Okay. Um, those guys, top of the list, right? All right. I know that I'm missing some guys, but I would say those. I was okay. going to ask you about Lindor because he's been mic'd up on some of these all-star games and stuff like that, and we watch him, and we're like, man, he seems like a really fun guy. Like He yeah. seems like so much fun, really nice. You yeah. know, is he like a – is he one of those guys people gravitate to and just – Yeah. He's just like – the man he he's the guy yeah. he's the guy so when i got i first got traded to cleveland the trade deadline in 16 um you know played against him a lot and from playing against him like my first time seeing him like he's kind of a little dude uh, and but the, he's dropping bombs i'm like huh but you see him in person he's like he's jacked um but then getting to know him like after we lost game seven of a 2016 world series at home he was the first one to stand up and th- i don't know if it was his second year in the bit he's early 20s stand yeah. up in front of the team and talk of all the veteran guys we had, he was the guy who stood up and talked to the team about how proud he was to be a part of it. All this stuff. Basically, I'm trying to say that he has that it factor. He has that thing that the guy, kind of guy you want to have on the team. Gotcha. He has the talent, but he, you, you know what he's you're going to get. Too. He's a leader. You know what you're going to get every single day. Um, yeah, man, he's one of the best for sure. So, Brandon, you have this program. It's called um, – it's, it's a mental performance coach. It's for – well, I'm going to let you do, you explain yeah. it, but it's something for basically high school, college players, even youth players, I would assume. Yep. Um, and it really focuses on the mental side of the game, which, heck, it's something we believe in. We've even brought in yeah. a, a mental coach to our, to our practices before, and we've done everything we can, but it's hard at the youth level. You know, we've got a 12-year-old team, and it's hard at that level because they're all mental cases. <laughs> um, and, you know, we got... So, they're all everywhere. They're all yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But so, so tell us a little about your program. Yeah, so my whole career really obsessed with the mental side of the game and, and was really fortunate to, like I said, in senior year, it kind of changed the trajectory of my career, starting to work on that stuff going into high school. Um, and then, you know, I talked about the Ken Revisa book, Heads Up Baseball. Seven years later, I get to work with him in person as he's a team sports psychologist for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, so got to work with him, got to work with guys like Brian Kane. So really, it, it's always been an obsession with mine. I feel like I had the physical talent, but I needed to do the things that other players weren't doing, not just to get to the big leagues, but to stay there. Um, so like that, nutrition, sleep, all this stuff. Um, it's really what I cover in this program. So basically when I retired in 2020, it made the transition easier. I knew what I wanted to do the next part of my career. So I instantly started a company called Fully Equipped Athlete, mental performance coaching, but kind of the whole gamut. But this program is like a distillation of my 15 years playing professionally, closely with a decade in the mm-hmm. big leagues, um, working with the best, but also where I differentiate myself from other mental performance coaches. You know, I'm one of the only, you know, there might be a couple others that I've been in these players' shoes at the highest level. Right. And then I mix that with working and all the tools and techniques I've gotten from the best of the best in the mental game. So I put that together. The last two years been doing a lot of one-on-ones and traveling around speaking. Now this program is a group program I'm doing on Thursdays and then Sundays I'm bringing on former teammates. You can see at the bottom there, it's yeah. like uh, Jan Gomes, Shane Bieber, Kevin Kiermeyer. 
I think three World Series Raji MVP, Davis, yeah. uh, World Series MVP, and Steve Pierce, a Cy Young winner. So I'm just really trying to provide massive value. So every Sunday, a different one of those guys will come on. Um, so on Thursdays, there's eight milestones in the program. I cover a milestone. Then on Sundays, I bring on a former teammate or coach of mine. Um, and it starts next Thursday. And, yeah, I'm pumped, man. With the group group format on Zoom can just impact so many people positively on and off the field. And this is really what it is all about. You know, I want to help them become the best player. But this program, without a doubt, can uh, and has, you know, just from people who have been through it the last two years, helps them become the absolute just best version of themselves on and off the field. And that's really the whole mission and point behind it. And uh, really pumped for it to get started. And the, the turnout has been amazing so far. And I, I literally, I just cannot wait to get going. So fullyequippedathlete.com, is that where you would go if you want to be a part of it? Yeah, so basically they go there and then I only enroll people through phone calls. So they call me, hmm. and which is different. I, that they is call different, me, but cool. And I do that. I love, the, I love just talking to them and everything, but I do that because I only want to invite certain people into the program, mm -hmm. Coach, coachable, committed, and passionate. Mm -hmm. They kind of hold themselves to a high standard because those are the three results I found the last two years. They ultimately get the results that they're after and become the absolute best version of themselves. And the cool thing, these last uh, probably had like 50-plus calls the last two weeks, I've noticed because I always ask, what's holding you back the most when it comes to the mental game? And no matter what age they are, it's four root problems. Like a lot of, a lot of players come in, my confidence is low. I want more confidence, all that. That's a symptom. There's four problems that they, they come in with. Number one, fear of failure or making a mistake, no matter what age they are. Yep. Number two, lack of routines, meaning yep. pre-game, in-game, post-game. Also AM and PM. Mm -hmm. um, PM being one of the most important. So you got fear of making a mistake or failure, lack of routines, inability to handle adversity. Mm -hmm. That is the number one shift. The player, players that come through the program, they go from avoiding adversity to all of a sudden looking at it as an advantage. Mm -hmm. Dude, on and off the field, that makes the whole difference and easier said than done. Okay. But give them the tools and techniques to do that. And then uh, lack of self-discipline. Okay. So it's one of those four, two, three, or all of them that these players, young players, especially with social media and all that stuff nowadays, okay. It's, it's, it's a lot worse. It's yeah. a lot tougher. Um, and personally, in high school, those first three years when I was a very average player, I was dealing with all four of them. Right. I really, and, you know, I just didn't have the awareness and I didn't even, mental performance wasn't talked about. But the good thing is, it is a lot nowadays. And, and the, the truth of the matter is, your physical skills are only going to take you 30 to 40% of where you want to go. If sure. you truly want to be great, you truly want to get and, and get to that potential that's deep down inside of all of us you got to do the mental side of it. It's 60, 70. You've heard baseball's 90% mental. Oh, yeah. It's so true. Two to 5% maybe in high school level or even college are spending time on the mental side of the game. So if you really, you know, if you're a freak physically, you'll get away with it. Right, right. For so long. For so long. You continue to climb up, that mm -hmm. talent gap shrinks. Mm -hmm. So it's true. what are you doing? That's why one of the, I know I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but the one milestone is all about dominating the fundamentals. Not the baseball fundamentals. The fundamentals that... I'm talking about eating, uh, eating, sleeping, training, and self-discipline. Self-discipline being the glue that holds it all together. That's all about getting your energy and recovery dialed into world-class levels. And, and greatness is consistency with these fundamentals if you are a baseball player. Um, so we hammer that in. And uh, it's really all about getting marginal gains. What can you do that other players you're going up against aren't doing if you truly deep down want to get to college want to get to the pros want to be the best version of you you can be you got to do stuff other people aren't doing and um that's why i'm so passionate oh, man i love freak, it freaking yeah. fired up right now you, uh, you can tell he's passionate well i think Let's it's go. i Let's think go. it's awesome so uh, what age 
is this appropriate for? Where would you start from an age standpoint? Yeah, so so far signing up, there's been a nine-year-old, 10, a couple 11, 12 And you think that you think it's okay for that? Because this seems pretty high level. It, it, so it's high level, but the, uh, I heard this saying a long time ago, to turn knowledge into wisdom, you need to simplify it, and then whoever's looking at it, apply it. So simplify and apply. I, I've tried to make this program where it's like my seven-year-old or my six-year-old son could understand it. Um, so I... I give out a ton of knowledge, but I simplify it so it's easy for them to apply. So, yes, every single thing I cover could, I mean, I feel like my seven-year-old daughter could go through it. Like the very first thing uh, we go over, it's a habit tracking app we cover. I have them download a free app. The very first three things we put in, make your bed, uh, drink eight to ten ounces of water, write three things you're grateful for. And players, when they first come in, they're like, what does this have to do with baseball? Yeah, what, what am I doing here? So, a lot of them come, you know, uh, I don't have a uh, confidence. My confidence is like a roller coaster. Confidence, the root meaning of confidence is intense trust. So when you have an intense trust in yourself, you have a lot of confidence. Yeah. But that's just not given. You got to do the things you said you would do. But it's not an intense trust that everything's going to go perfectly. It's an intense trust that it doesn't matter how things go. You, you'll be able to handle it now no matter what. So how I'm getting to this habit tracking thing is you do those things in the morning, you're building that trust, you're building that momentum that carries you throughout the day. And then as with the program goes on, we add a couple more habits in there. Um, so I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, <laughs> trying to say like, you know, like those habits, of yeah. course, any age yeah. could do that. Um, and then as we go on, so to answer your question, it's any age. Um, I don't know if I'd go much younger than like eight or so. Yeah, but, but still, eight, even I, I, I thought you were going to tell me high school or above, but but that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, there, it, it could get into youth. Yeah, it's youth. It's it's high school. It's college. I have some pro guys that have signed up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it applies to everything. And the beautiful thing about this, I call it skills for life. It translates to school. It translates not to just baseball. Not just baseball. Family relationships. They have this identity. They're not everything tied to baseball. Um, that's like the very first uh, milestone I go over. So, yeah, man, it's uh, it's passionate. If these pe- if these players are committed, it it, may- it changes everything. Um, that's the power of the mind, you know. So I'm assuming you can find the prices and everything at fullyequippedathlete.com. No, no I, I cover that on the phone. Oh, so this is all just all on the phone. Yes, and it starts next Thursday. So you know, there's only. And they're calling you. They're calling directly to you. Yep. Yep. Every call is about 15, 20 minutes, and. I want them to get clarity on what is holding them so back. So are you going to talk to like a nine-year-old on the phone? Oh, yeah, I have. A lot of times it's parents, <laughs> Their parent too. calls? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, they're both on. Um, get them clarity of like, okay, what's holding you back? So if they don't want to do the program, they are they have an idea of what they need to do, you know. Um, would they get more out of the program? 100%. But, yeah, no, I cover all that on the phone. And so you're giving so, them a 15-minute phone call just, just as a courtesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, I, the sure cause is much fit. for me yeah. as it is Make sure it's a good fit. No, I understand that. But like, so my 12-year-old, I think, would be a prime candidate for this. But I think his answers would be, well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that he's going to give you insights, insightful some, answers. I get some of that. But, man, I, I've been blown away. Remember I said the first, the thing I hear the most, when I ask what's holding you back the most, I can almost guess. They're going to, 95% of the time, it's a fear of failure or fear of making mistake. Yeah. And what's blown me away is that, these players are opening up to me, even with their parents on their phone. They're telling, "Yeah, it's this fear. I can't get over this fear. All this stuff." You That's know? crazy. That's yeah. great, though. The kids yeah. our age, I mean, they don't want to upset mom and dad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like there's, there's a lot of that. Simple. Uh, what yeah. Because yeah. I, I hear it from my son, who's 12, and he's like, 
what if I strike out? And I'm like, yeah. What if you do? I yeah. mean, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm still going to feed you. I'm still going to take you <laughs> yeah, home. You're, you know, yeah. your, your kid yeah. needs this as that's, much as anybody, that's right? That's what I was talking about. The <laughs> he's, des- he's designed on more succeeding so he doesn't fail. Or, right. Yeah. You know, A lot of that is the avoiding adversity instead of knowing, embracing it. You know it's going to yeah. happen. And then using it as fuel for your growth. I, in the program, I call that anti-fragile. So you have a spectrum. You have fragile. You have... You know, robust, resilient, resilience, good. Everyone talks about being resilient, but even when you're resilient, you get knocked down enough, you're going to break. You become anti-fragile. You're the opposite of fragile. You become unbreakable. So it's called anti-fragile confidence, unbreakable confidence or unbreakable trust in yourself that it doesn't matter how things go. And it's all at these age, early ages, you can instill these habits and routines and, um, yeah, man. So the listeners of our podcast know this well, cause I talk about it too much, but so my background in sports was in golf. Um, and man, oh my gosh, it's all it is. I mean, you have to win the mental aspect before you ever swing the club. Um, especially it's so individual and it's so on you. And if, if you can't figure out how to get it done yourself then you got no shot. So, I mean, from the golf standpoint, and that's really probably where my son's going to have, you know, an opportunity athletically, I would love something like this for him because I think it would train his brain to think the right way and to, to help him in an athletic standpoint. So to me, I'm all about it. I think the mental aspect of the stuff's incredible. Yeah. And you know what I've noticed? There, there's a couple main reasons why players, athletes, all sports never work on it. It's either they don't know about it. They've never been taught it. They simply don't want to because young kids want to sweat. Right. You know, they yeah. like physical. Or they have this fixed mindset where they they just believe that they were born with confidence or mental toughness or, you know, resiliency or good focus. Sure. It's that's, not an inherent And that's not the case at all. Yeah, no, we, we're all born with the gift of adaptability. Mm-hmm. And just like you train, you know, all, all of us, we train our body. Uh, athletes train to be, to be faster, to be stronger. Yeah. Same things with our mind. We yeah. all have it. Mental performance can be trained just like that. And once, once people see that, they're like, oh, my gosh, how have I never trained that before? Um, when they notice the difference on and off to feel what it does for them sure so yeah pretty cool man so let's let's circle back to our our sponsor here in guardian baseball um why should someone use the guardian website use the guardian services as opposed to everything else that's out there either amazon's or your world or going to the dick sporting goods why guardian um well so i'm new to them i'm still figuring it out but what i've noticed so far before i signed on to be like their um product design i, I made a couple orders on their website because okay I, I wanted you wanted to, to see the process to see the process and got it quick you know they threw in an extra shirt which yeah. i appreciated yeah uh, no but got it quick and it was just the website's very simple and clean uh so it all worked out good and um you know i know that they're start they're we're working on getting it out even quicker um and, and you know they have the top line stuff and also we're doing what we're doing, you know, this private label stuff like the um, the wristbands I talked about mm-hmm, earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool wristbands you can wear that as baseball players at all sports. You, you, it's a focal point. It's a mantra. It, it's you know, it changes your self talk. You can change your programming, and when you change your self talk, instead of thinking, uh, you know, you just made an error in the field, and you're like, oh God, I hope the ball's not hit to me. Right. You know, right. Something I used to say. Something a good amount of players say. All of a sudden, you take that deep breath. Maybe you see breath. Take that deep breath, release the negativity, and now you get back to the present moment. So you have everything you have to compete on the very next pitch. So we're doing um, wristbands, we're doing shirts like that, private label batting gloves. Um, so it, it's just different, and I think it's super high quality, and you know the team's great, and um, 
Yeah, man. Yeah, I need something to keep my son's fingernails out of his mouth because he just uh, sits there and shorts. Yeah, down. so, oh, you know. Yeah, it, it, look, Eli's a, a different bird in a lot of senses in that aspect anyways because he wants to win more than anybody else on the field no matter who we're playing at all times. And kid takes it so personal. It's a great quality. It is a great quality. I mean, that's something that's going to take him pretty far, honestly, in not only sports but life because – He's not, it's, it's grades, it's everything. He just wants to be the best at it. Yeah, and you know what? That's something that stood out, these calls I've had recently. These kids who put a lot of work in, they almost have that perfectionist in mm-hmm. them. They mm-hmm. you know, fear of not being perfect. Yep. Come, come back to the fears. Fears are the number one thing. And, you know, the kids like, you know, Eli, that's your son? Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. Call, he's calling me right now. <laughs> yeah, so he's trying to kind of get him yeah. on the phone. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, they put so much work in, they care so much, then it's a fine line. You know, perfectionist or, you know, the good part of that, optimalist. Yeah. You're just trying to make the most of everything you have and rub it up against reality. No, everything's not going to go your way. But, you know, it's hard to do when you're competing at a high level and you want things to go your way. So, you know, that's a big shift to make, too. Yeah. So fullyequippedathlete.com, do you have space, time to get involved? Yeah, so there's a couple spots left. Um, So that's the website. This program's called Major League Mindset. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very first class. Um, If people can't get in, you know, I plan on doing three or four of these a a year. Um, And, yeah, the website, you can that's where you can go to schedule a call. And um, you know, hopefully you can get in if there's in- if you're interested. And um, yeah, yeah, man, so cool. Yeah. And Brandon, I mean, what a what a what a story, dude! First first major league at bat, home run. Two it's, all, ba- it's all downhill. Two <laughs> two bats later, getting sent down. But then, uh, but you played in the World hey, Series. You were in the World Series. I mean, a lot of cool stuff there, man. More importantly, I got hit a lot, so yeah. And a lot of pinata. Yeah. And uh, the grind. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming, m- like many others your minor league grind was was a lot right tough yeah yeah this is where this mental performance stuff came in i hit rock bottom a couple times um so got drafted um had a good rookie ball so then i got jumped a level to um i skipped high a went to double a okay um first two at 100 at bats there i'm hitting like 180 not even hitting my weight I'm like, man, I guess this this might not be for me. You know, yeah. Self-doubt coming in, right. all this stuff. Um, and the best thing that could have happened, I got sent down uh, to high A after a couple hundred at-bats after okay. they skipped me and um, ended up figuring things out. Change of scenery worked out and, you know, continue to, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Sure. We always hear. Um, and then came back and, and did well. But, um, yeah, definitely just like a lot of minor leaguers. It, it's a grind. It's rough. Um but, you know, it's all about that grit, and, you know, grit meaning intense passion plus intense perseverance. You can love it, but if you don't have that perseverance to get through it, then, it, you know, you're not going to get get that far. Um, so those are the ones who make it. And I like to say the big leaguers are big leaguers because they're the best at failing. They're, mm-hmm. not, they're talented, but everyone's talented in the minor leagues. Everyone's right. talented at high level, high level D1. You know, it's what are you not doing? What are you doing that others aren't? And, you know, how good are you at failing? How do you do you know how to fail well? Do you know how to utilize every experience that happens to you to use for your growth? Or does it just bring you down all the time? And if I could say one thing, people listening, become great at failing. It doesn't mean you want to fail, but learn how to fail well. It'll do numbers for you on and off the field. Love it, man. That's that, that's a TikTok clip right there. Yeah. Learn how to fail, fail well. I love it. Brandon, you've been absolutely awesome, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure joining you all. Thanks.